enchanté. Welcome back, everyone, to another Two Titans podcast. I'm your co-host, Connor, and with me is a man who hasn't been this excited about a Super Bowl halftime show since the Black Eyed Peas. It's Connor. What's up, Varsity? What's up, JB? Uh, that is pr- that's probably pretty accurate, although I was pretty hyped <laughs> for the uh, Shakira J-Lo one because Shakira is a great singer. Yeah, uh, J-Lo, not yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly why. That's exactly it. Yep, nothing else. No ulterior motives at all. <laughs> Definitely don't rewatch that one sometimes at night by myself. No, never. That's a that's more of a Neil thing. Come on, that's more of a Neil thing. <laughs> and he can't defend himself because he's not here. That's the best kind of jab to get in. Yeah, true. Suck it, Neil. <laughs> yeah. So as you can tell, Neil is not with us today. He is in California on vacation. So Varsity's filling in for him. And uh, well, I guess since we're on the subject of NFL, why don't we get into it? Um, We've got some uh, reactions, I guess, kind of heading into week four now, right? Yeah, week four. Um, We we are recording this Sunday just a couple of hours before uh, game time starts. So the Bengals and the Jags played Thursday night football. Um, Bengals actually squeaked it out. Um, Poor Trevor Lawrence still uh, hunting for that first NFL win. Bummer for him. Um, and also I'm not sure what my drink was spiked with when I said the Jaguars would win nine games this season, but it is, uh, not looking good. You'll be lucky if they get to half that. Uh, looks yeah. Like good Lord. <laughs> four in a tie. <laughs> that, yeah, four in, yeah. Four in a tie. You know, <laughs> never, never discount the tie because they do play the Texans twice. So that's never, true. never discount that they could tie. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, heading into week four, we still have a few undefeated teams left. The Rams, the Cardinals, the Panthers, A-O, uh, the Raiders, and the Broncos, surprisingly. So, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are garbage. Um <laughs> The, <laughs> the worst team in the league. I mean, really, just uh, is, is it time for Andy Reid to leave next on the hurt? Yeah, I mean, Pat Mahomes might as well retire now so that his career doesn't just take a huge dive from here. Um, yeah, I mean, heading into week four, it is not looking good. I mean, really, okay, to be fair, all, all jokes and overreactions aside, looking at like what their offense versus defense put up it's their defense is the problem which is what we said would be their achilles heel going into the season it's their their defense is kind of always their their weak spot um and could use a a little bit of an overhaul where their offense is just so dominant but like you know they've scored in in three weeks they've scored 92 points but they've allowed 95 yeah and that's i think that's the big thing i mean we Basically, since the uh, Mahomes era has has started, we've known that their defense has always not been the best. But at least in years past, it was, yeah, it's not the best, but in the fourth quarter or when it counts or when you need that one stop, they'll get you that one stop. This year, eh, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
that, and I think they're finally realizing that, hey, Patrick Mahomes is a really, really good quarterback, but maybe we don't always have to put him in the absolute worst situations uh, where he has to drive the length of the field, the, the old Philip Rivers situation. Hey, you exactly. two timeouts, you know, go, go 95 yards, you have to score a touchdown. Field, no, yeah. no, no, touchdown. <laughs> So, you know, honestly, I, though, I, I, I mean, I think they're realizing Pat Mahomes is not, you know, God. <laughs> he, I mean, he's incredible, but he can't do it all. He needs some help. Well, yeah. And, you know, teams are starting to key in on, uh, you know, maybe slowing down some of those weapons because you have obviously you have Tyreek Hill, who's probably the fastest receiver in the NFL. And you have yeah. uh, Kelsey, who's the best tight end in the NFL. And I don't even think that's up for debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not. But, but once he broke, you know. The last game against the Chargers, uh, Tyreek Hill didn't have a great game. Uh, you know, I feel like if I feel like teams are starting to realize, like if you take away Tyreek Hill, you know, Kelsey's going to still be Kelsey, but Kelsey also doesn't have the speed. Doesn't have the speed where he could. Oh, he could catch a, a fifteen-yard pass and then take it. You know, 60, 70 yards right. uh, before a defender even gets within his zip code. Uh, unlike you know. Uh, Hill. That being said, the Chiefs did bring in Josh Gordon, and if uh, Roger Goodell doesn't, you know, re 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 uh, hit the ban hammer on him, you know, maybe he can uh, help open some things up for that receiving core. Well, hopefully, if Josh just keeps sticking to the weed and not anything stronger than that, maybe we'll uh, we'll see him stick around for more than like half a season each season. Yeah, um, yeah, but on the other hand, it's, Goodell's been suspending him for even like cons- thinking about uh, thinking about weed, thinking about it. <laughs> so yeah, true. He's <laughs> he just like considers a little cocaine. <laughs> Goodell finds out. Just you know, oh, you know, hey, Josh, his friend walks up. Hey, Josh, uh, you, you ever heard of this uh, this uh, this marijuana stuff? And then Goodell bursts in the room. All right, Josh, you're done for the year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so. We uh we need to talk about Josh Gordon a little bit because uh obviously for those who don't know Josh Gordon got reinstated by the NFL and then very quickly uh was able to get picked up by the Chiefs. So I mean, how relevant do we think he's actually going to be on this active because we I mean, he hasn't even joined the active roster yet, correct? Yeah, he's still in the practice squad which, you know, might take like a game or two for him to learn, obviously kind of learn the playbook uh you know, get acclimated with the team, figure out what his role could be, all that, all that good stuff. So yeah. and from everything, I think you said you had seen that he was still in great shape, was looking really good. Like, you know, hadn't like fallen off too much. Like he was, he was still pretty much NFL ready. It's just, yeah, like you said, got to get acclimated with the new team, new offense, new playbook. Um, but I mean, do we see him even play in starting in two weeks? Do we see him play half the season? I mean, if he, I think if he doesn't get uh, the NFL suspension again, I think he'll probably, you know, we'll see him in a couple games. Um, you know, again, just based on the what the Chiefs have, I mean, outside of Tyreek and Travis, I think the rest of those wide receivers are pretty interchangeable. And I agree, he, they are subpar at best. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're all. I mean, they're, for the most part, they feel like they're all different gadget guys so yeah which, you know, not necessarily a bad thing but also if you i feel like if the chiefs had a true number two receiver they might be better off because again if you have a really good number two receiver then it opens things up for your number one and you know vice versa uh but yeah i, I just feel i feel like if if he 
if he avoids this, getting resuspended or any other issues like that, I, I think they'll 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 at, at the minimum they'll they'll utilize him in a few packages because you know the the one the one I guess silver lining of him being suspended all this time is that he just really hasn't taken the blows that a lot of these uh, NFL players in general will be taking at, at this stage in his career. Yeah, so true. From a from a physical standpoint, it, it, the wear and tear is not as bad as it could be for you know your average NFL player. Yeah, uh, that's a good. Point. I mean, yeah. So it happens when you get suspended for pretty much every season, like for the rest of the season or whatever. Like he had, he had to sit out so many seasons because he just couldn't stop smoking weed, but also because yeah, Roger Goodell couldn't stop banning him. Well, I remember <laughs> but, one of the one. I remember one of those suspensions was something stupid. I don't think it was for marijuana. I think it was something like, oh yeah, in this program he can't have any sort of substance. So, like he had got, he had, they had take, given him his, his usual, like whatever the program's testing is, and it came back for alcohol. I was like, well, that's a violation because your program said you couldn't have any substance. I might have to pause it on this, but I'm, I'm about 80% sure that, that, that that's something that happened. That was one of his suspensions, and it was kind of ridiculous. I mean, honestly, I believe it at this point. Let's be real. But, um, yeah, so I think it'll be really interesting to see if the Chiefs really utilize. I mean, it'll be great for uh, Tyreek and Kelsey, especially because it'll free them up a little bit. It just kind of spread the ball around. If he's if he can really come in and make even somewhat of an impact, he doesn't have to be like, you know, he's not going to be the number one guy. Obviously, Tyreek's going to be the number one guy. But even if he kind of falls to this number, like, three-ish position of, like, just getting the ball into somebody else's hands, because we've also got, obviously, we've got... Um, Oh my gosh, what's his, isn't like Edwards Hilaire or something like that? Is that the... Yeah, Edwards Hilaire, who's making yes. me more and more nervous with that. He seems to be uh, developing Zeke hands from last year. So I, I hope he yes. figures out his ball security stuff. Because he's a really good, he's a really good back. But uh, He is. He had, that, but... There's been a few costly turnovers by him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess, yeah, my point being is that like, even if Gordon can like somehow find his way into that kind of like fourth man to go to position where you've got Tyreek and Kelsey are obviously the number one, number two pass catchers. You've got uh, Edwards Hilaire behind the ball. And then if you got Gordon to just, you know, kick it out to you every once in a while, or like, in, like even in somewhat of a slot position or something like that, I mean, it would be amazing to, to have Pat Mahomes be able to get some kind of extra help. But um, yeah. And yeah, I did, I did just confirm it that in 2015, the reason why he was suspended for the whole year was because of alcohol. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, a, that's, a little test- bit ex- that's a little bit excessive, Goodell. <laughs> a little on. bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, test any other players, how much alcohol do they have in their systems? I mean, yeah, goodness. Like that, yeah, I mean, how many how many stories have we heard after players' careers? Like, oh, yeah, I went out, or no, Brett Favre's the example. Yeah, I went out to the bar, a couple bottles of Vicodin, you know, Couple bottles of liquor, you know, that's a good, the good stuff, a good, a good healthy mix. But no, stay away from the devil's lettuce, kids. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, this is this is way off topic now, but like that's that's what always bothered me with the whole like, oh, you can't have weed, but we have our team doctors giving you painkillers consistently so that you can go out and still play when your body is broken. Like uh-huh. what? What do you mean? And there are plenty of stories uh, after NFL careers of guys, you know, dealing with opioid opioid addictions uh-huh. because you were pumped full of the stuff just to go out and play. Yeah. 
something or even and not even like to go out and play, but like and this is a problem with the country as a whole, but like my relatively minor injuries against the scheme of things, like, hey, have some oxy for that, you know? Yeah. Take the edge off. Like all right. Seriously. But no, 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 no we. That's you that's can't terrible. Have that we. That's 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 the real evil, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Well, anyway, we won't get too much into that. That's a that's a whole series of podcasts waiting. But um Speaking of players retiring, LaShawn McCoy announced his retirement this week. Um, apparently plans to sign a one-day contract to retire as an Eagle. Makes sense, play the majority of his career there. Um, but, I mean, incredible career, one of the one of the better running backs to do it. But um, my question is, and this, the only reason I bring this up is because, you know, he had some really, really good seasons. And then, on top of that, won two Super Bowls at the very end of his career. Does he make the Hall of Fame? I'm going to say probably not, and here is why. The two Super Bowls, very nice, but realistically, how much did he contribute to those two Super Bowl winning teams? Like the two yes. rings, like the yeah. like the whole the whole the whole reason in sports in general we have the whole whole rings argument is well, how much did you contribute to the team to get those rings? Like no one ever no in the NBA, no one considers Robert Ory the best player of all time because he racked up all those rings. Like. <laughs> And he probably contributed to most of those too. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Just, he was a good, you know, a good running back. Uh, I I just don't really see Hall of Fame. Like he has let's one, two, three, four, five, six, six thousand yard rushing season, which is which is very impressive. Um, but it, again, like he kind of he max his max season when he gets sixteen hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a it's a it's it'd be in the hall of really good. I agree. <laughs> like, I hall of think, really good. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it would qualify for you know hall of fame, but yeah, he, he's at least in the hall of really good. Uh, on the all time rushing list, he's number twenty two. He's just behind OJ Simpson. So okay, okay. Again, top twenty five all time rusher, cool. But I just don't see that. I I don't think that's enough. Yeah, uh, I could be I could be wrong, and you never know because a lot of times too, like he, like some players that have been you know Paul who would be considered Paul really good for their time. You know, down the line when we get to the, uh, I guess the historic. I don't know what they what it's actually properly called, like the historical uh-huh. people who come in, the historic uh, NFL inductees. You know, maybe he sneaks in there, but I, I, I just don't think he's a Hall of Fame, Hall of no, Fame guy. And I would, I would agree with you. I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of hear some reasoning behind, you know, is he on the line? And I agree with you. I think he's sort of on the line. Like he's, he's the Hall of really good, but he just doesn't quite move that needle to the point where he crosses that line and he's in the Hall of Fame. Because, yeah, uh, when I saw, because I also wanted to bring up this to your point where it's like, how much did he actually contribute to those Super Bowl rings? Maybe somewhat during the regular season, but... I read a thing when it, he announced his retirement that he won those two rings as, uh, in his la- very last two seasons or whatever, and then he uh, did not play a single snap in those Super Bowls. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's like in the actual game, you did literally nothing other than maybe some sideline support, and 
you didn't do much in the regular season either. So there's that. And it's too. not and it's not like those teams that he was on were exactly these running dominant teams. It wasn't like they had an old yeah, all-time rusher was on here. No, it was a running back by committee on both those Super Bowl teams. And he still didn't get in. So he's yeah. also looking at this other thing too. Is like he's not he's not top twenty-five in rushing touchdowns either. So right. You know, I, I just I, I think he I think he just misses the mark again, like like we were going back and forth. Paul really good, but maybe not Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Well, um, let's see. I guess just uh, moving into this next week, like I said, we're just a couple of hours behind the uh, upcoming games, and I think the one I'm most excited to see is the uh, I guess a few, but uh, I mean, obviously excited to see how the Panthers do this week. Um, but very excited to see the Rams versus Cardinals because still two of the undefeated teams still got to play each other. Someone's got to lose. Um, I'm pretty. Or tie. Pretty, or tie. Or I'm tie. sorry. Come I'm so sorry. On. Or tie. This is I'm the so NFL. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm very sorry. It's the the classic American in me. It's only win or lose. There are no ties. Um, Except for in the most American sport. Hell yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> The most American sport that ripped the name from the most popular sport in the world. Okay, um, so uh, yeah, but pr- most likely one's going to either win or lose, uh, but possibly tie. And uh, I guess I'm just really excited because the the Rams' offense right now is looking unstoppable, but the Cardinals' defense is hot right now. So, which is shocking. Which <laughs> is Cards, shocking. The Cards' defense on pa- on paper is. Is has more holes in it than Swiss cheese, but uh, for yeah. some reason this year they've uh, they've managed to keep it together and put it together, and I, I'm honestly kind of shocked by that because I, I can't really name anybody who's in their secondary <laughs> other than Buda I, Baker, who's a beast. yeah. I was gonna, I was about to say other than Buda Baker, that's literally the only one I can name as well. But um, yeah, totally shocked by that. Is on top of on top of that. Um, but I should actually say there. I mean they're their defense is not really their shining light. It's just that they're actually doing pretty well. Their offense is still rolling. I mean, they've scored in three weeks, they've scored 103 points. Mm-hmm. So they're averaging more than 30 points a game at this point. I mean, pretty great. So, um, but yeah, so I'm really excited for that game. Um, I'm kind of excited for Denver versus Baltimore as well, just because Denver has had, somewhat of an easy schedule for these first three weeks um they're kind of playing like finally an actually decent offense but they've only allowed 26 points through three weeks i think that's the least in yeah that's the least in the league currently is 26 points the panthers are real close with only allowing 30 points through uh three weeks but uh yeah so i'm really excited for those games are there any games coming up that interest you uh, I'm, I like the, like you had said, I like the, the Cardinals Rams one. That one should be, that one should be fun. I think the Rams, like in the beginning of the year, in the very beginning of the year, I, I, I did a, my own like little prediction thing. And, uh, I put a, just on one of those flyer bets on Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. And I'm thinking the Rams might actually get there and, and have a good chance of winning. Cause I can't really find any weaknesses with them right now. Their yeah. offense is really good. Matthew Stafford lo- looks amazing. I, I think he, I think he right now is the MVP front runner uh, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. And that defense, I mean, they they made the Bucks look beyond mortal. Foolish, so, Be foolish. Uh, 
I, I really like what the Rams are doing. And, you know, unlike the other team in L.A., they seem to have a really good home field advantage. Uh, yeah. So I like that, you know, not True. just for, for now, but going into going into the postseason, things like that. I mean, I, I think they are a very, very good team. Um, the other one I'm looking at is hopefully my Dolphins can get a win versus Indy because it's been it's been rough without Tua and I don't want to hear any more about it. I don't want to hear any more about how Tua is the problem when you know the offense is uh, the offense in points per game and yardage I think is like twenty is is like in the mid to low twenties. Uh, <laughs> regardless, so I'm hoping they can get. A, I'm hoping my Dolphins can get a win versus the uh, lost and aimless Colts. Uh, but also, you know, I think that I think that Raven, I think that Ravens Broncos game is going to be interesting too, because like you said, Broncos have really had a cupcake schedule up to this point. Uh-huh. Uh, that being said, Teddy Bridgewater looks the best he's looked since Minnesota, and yeah. I think he's really comfortable comfortable with that team. Um, I would I'd be interested to see if if they if their defense can still contain as well as they've been doing. Uh, with with an off with another offense, it's kind of like you know, pretty a pretty run heavy offense. And yep. I'm also looking forward to seeing how Lamar kind of deals with a nut with a uh, uh, a more stout defense than some of the ones they've uh, taken on thus far. I agree because I also saw a thing. It was like top five rushing leaders through the season so far, and Lamar Jackson is like number four <laughs> when there's <laughs> running backs all around him. <laughs> like that's insane. So Which yeah, makes when you guys. But yeah, when you've got Von Miller plugging up those holes and and a uh, pretty pretty uh, defense heavy team right now, I mean it'll be really interesting to and interesting to see. But oh, here, um, well, here's one more for you: is the uh, Raiders are going to get another home game in Southern California because they're playing the Chargers? Like <laughs> another home game? <laughs> it, it, it's 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 so, they like the Chargers need to leave LA. Like I know they just built a brand new stadium in Inglewood, but like every single home game for them is an away game because. Either A, the other team's travels, or B, no one cares about the Chargers in L.A. because the Rams are good. It's true. It's so true. Well, and yeah, it's because, like, the, the I mean, the, when you have, like, the, the dual L.A. teams, right, or, like, a two-city team, typically they've been there for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, and, well, and I should, I should even say, like, you've got, um, so you've got, like, the Dodgers and the Angels because the Angels are technically an L.A. team. They just are owned by and like named in LA now. Their stadium is still in Anaheim, so they still have a great fan base in the area that they're in. Where the Chargers moved way too far north, so that there's no fans for there's them no from Chargers San Diego. Fans. There's no oh. Chargers fans for them, and everyone's a Rams fan. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible situation, especially for them. You know, especially for them being in the in the West, and you have to play the Raiders, who moved from who moved from Oakland, but they also have a fan base in LA because Everywhere. they were they a successful, yes. they were a successful LA franchise. Like, yep. I think we don't talk, we don't talk about because everyone's like, oh, well, the, the, the Chargers, they were in LA for a little bit. They were there for one year. Yeah. One year. And <laughs> the reason why they left after one year is because no one gave a damn about yeah. them. Yeah. So, I I just I I think like even even though the Chargers are improving and it looks like Herbert staying consistent is going to prove me yeah. wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know I just don't see how they can be successful with with next to no fans in your home stadium and like every single game it's a narrative like the other teams are coming in like oh yeah we're gonna have, we're gonna have a good we're gonna have a good a good showing of fans. Like, Dude, I totally agree because that's I mean because I think about other other uh, cities or states with like two teams right. 
So you've got, like, even back to L.A., you've got the Clippers and the Lakers. They've been there for so long. That's like, okay, you kind of know, like, if you live here, you're typically, like, a Clippers fan. Or you live here, you're, like, typically a Lakers fan. Or it's just kind of like, you just kind of, you pick one growing up and that's who you stick with, right? But then you've got like Chicago where it's like North Enders are Cubs, South Enders are Sox. And you've got New York where it's like this, these kind of bros are like Jets and these kind of bros are, are Giants. And like, it's just, I don't know. It, to me, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I just feel like, like you said, it's, it's just, such, they were, they were set up for failure from the beginning and it's just such a poor move from them in terms of mm-hmm. fan base, but um, but speaking of people who left, I did want to I did want to talk about this for just like I think this is the most ridiculous thing I've heard in a while. And I know you put this in the chat. You said take with a huge grain of salt. But apparently, Bill O'Brien, lovely Bill O'Brien, who just completely tore the Texans apart before getting fired or taking his leave or whatever it was in the end, mutually parted ways. I don't know. Whatever the no, he whatever was the fired. Eff- let's not let's not sure. But he was fired. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the, whatever the, whatever whatever the official statement was. But yeah, he got sacked. Um apparently came out that he was trying to get fired so that he could eventually go take over uh, the Patriots. Mind you, uh, he wanted to take Bill Belichick's job and take over one of the most dominant dynasties of the past decade, which uh, funny way is showing it, Bill. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, yeah, the one way to get hired by that team is to completely ruin the team you're on. Turn into Nero, burn Rome to the ground, and then they'll give me something else. <laughs> yeah, like I just I don't understand. I just don't even understand where that mentality would come from. Which is where I like where you said take this with a huge grain of salt, just because like this has to be a meme, right? This has to just be like he's just trying to save face at this point. Be like, no, 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 no. This was all yeah. calculated, and it's like, yeah. no, it wasn't. You had no idea what you were doing. You were just setting the world on fire without a plan and then you came out and said the plan was to get hired by the patriots that's that's what it feels like it almost feels like a well no i wasn't that bad of a coach i clearly i was uh, clearly planning my exit and i was gonna go take over the patriots like two things one my guy if you were planning your exit you don't say all that stupid shit about uh deandre hopkins like yeah when, when, yeah. when you're leaving like you don't burn bridges with with uh, you know, uh, future probably future up in town. If we're being honest, like if he keeps stealing, right. but whatever, you don't burn bridges like that. You don't make all those stupid one-sided trades for and receive nothing back. You don't, you don't do the things you did. And the other thing too is like I think it's becoming pretty clear that the heir to Bill Belichick is going to be Josh McDaniels, right? Like. He is. Yeah. He has turned down so many offers from other teams. He's been there for a long time. He yeah. was there before, and Bill brought him back after the failed uh, Broncos experiment. Like, oh, it, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's the, right. The, the end of the Jay Cutler era and all that. But oh he, my. But you know, it feels like all signs are pointing to that McDaniel's is going to take over after Bill Belichick hang, hangs it up one way or another. So. The idea that you were tanking for the Patriots job is ludicrous to me. And ironically, now he works at Alabama, which I, you know, the coach rehab clinic of, of the world is the University of Alabama. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this, this story is probably more of uh, he's trying to uh, he's trying to make it – he or someone close to him is trying to make it look like, oh, no, guys, 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 I wasn't that bad. I had a point. Yeah, I yeah. Saying. 
part of me <laughs> you say like the coach rehab clinic of the world part of me wonders if it's like we finally are getting an insight to the the human the human side of Nick Saban, where he takes in like battered coaches, where he's like, "Hey, man, I get it. I try to go in NFL. It's really hard. You just come here. I'll give you a job." <laughs> I get it. I went to the NFL. I did okay, and then I decided, and then I decided, you know what? It's more fun to go back to college and screw over my screw over my team. I yeah, Nick Saban. <laughs> oh no, I really don't like Nick Saban a whole lot either, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you can't deny what he does in college, though. It's insane. But anyway, let's move on from football. Um, let's go. You know what? We're we're kind of already on this uh, this hot uh, kind of ranting track. So why don't we just go straight into the NBA? Because all we have is These NBA rants. rants. Yes, Beautiful. all we have is rants. Um, so lined up, we have got uh, the Denver Nuggets decided to extend uh, Michael Porter Jr., to a five-year max contract. He's making over $200 million on his contract. And my biggest question is why? I don't understand why. You're, you and, you know, everybody else, like, I get it. He's a good – right now he is the third piece on that team. Okay. But he also isn't a superstar. So let's look. No, at, not at look, all. Let's look at this list of NBA players who also have two hundred million dollar uh, extensions. We've got Mr. Steph Curry. Okay, makes sense. He's multi championship. He's probably the greatest three point shooter of all time. Multi MVP. Uh, you know MVP. Only thing he's missing is a Finals MVP. Yep. Uh, okay. Then we have Russell Westbrook. Who? Okay, he signed an extension. A uh, $200 million extension with OKC in 2018. All right, that, that you know, that makes That's sense it. for that they point were, yeah. in time. That, that makes point in time, he, he was their was, guy, yep. He was the guy. He was the uh, franchise uh, triple-double machine. Makes sense. All right, let me go to Giannis, who just won the finals MVP. He won the finals. He had a, he had a finals performance, probably second only to, like, Kareem. Uh, Some full time MVP. Yeah, you know, a, a defensive player of the year and, yep. you know, a top three player in the NBA. Okay. Yep. Yep. We have Luka Doncic, who is another up and or he, he is another up and coming guy who looks like he is the, uh, the, going to be the opposite end of the, of Giannis, Giannis at the Gumbo, uh, reign as MVP. You know, does it all and he's a franchise player. Then you have Trey Young, a two hundred million. Oh, you missed one. You missed one. Also, Rudy Gobert. Oh, I have Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert. I'm saving. Oh, That's my bad. Guy. My bad. My bad. Yeah, no. So we have we have then we have you know Trey Young. You know, looks like looks like he could move into a uh, Steph Curry kind of role. He's a great yeah. shooter. We'll see yeah. how he adapts to the rule changes, but he is again a franchise player. Yep. Uh, then we have Rudy Gobert, who I think is the closest comparison here to uh, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. That, well, yeah. I, think, Rudy Gobert, I think he's... Rudy Gobert still his defensive player of the year. He's one yeah. of the best centers in the league. Not going to take that away from him. Multiple defensive players of the year. Yeah. Not going to take that away for, from him. But also, compared to the rest of this list, he's very clearly the latter end of it. <laughs> okay, okay. He's you a know super, what? He's a Fair. Superstar. He's, he's a superstar, but he's also not going to game break. He's not going to game break, break for you. Like, yeah, yeah we've yeah. seen that in the postseason. Like, all the other guys on this list, in the postseason, they are very they, they are very scary to you if you have to match up with any of those guys. That's true. Rudy Gobert, eh, not so much. He's a, he's a complimentary piece, but all these other guys <laughs> are franchise centerpieces. 
Yeah, well, Michael I Porter Jr. I, isn't even like like Rudy Gobert is the second guy on the Jazz. Michael Porter Jr. isn't even the second guy on, exactly. the, on the Nugget. Exactly, and well, and I I will say for Rudy Gobert's defense, he is a I, I kind of like an under the radar guy when it comes to like how much he really does on the defensive side of the ball. So like he's the rest of these guys, they are scorers. I think we have to remember that where Giannis is that rare. He can do all (laughs) like he Mm -hmm. can score. He can defend. He is just a menace. So like, but I agree with you that, yeah, Rudy is probably the lowest on this list in terms of like, like you said, like, are you scared to see him out there? Not so much when it comes to like, like finals time, playoff time, whatever it may be. But like, you just said it. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is somehow the number three guy on this roster. But if, um, oh my gosh, I can't. I just blinked on his name. But you got Nikola Jokic, you got Jamal Murray, but then you've got who is the guy? Oh, Gary Harris. If Gary Harris was still oh, there, Gary Harris isn't there. He's in Orlando. No, no. But I'm saying if Gary Harris was still there, Michael Porter Jr. would be the number four guy. Like <laughs> that's the problem. Is like why? What? I don't know whose nephew Michael Porter Jr. is that he is like. Oh, getting my bad. This- uh, hang on a second. Here we have. No, because he Michael Porter Jr. is is potentially the fourth guy because they brought in Aaron Gordon. Oh, true. Well, I don't know if Aaron they Gordon play is. Simil- they play similar. They play similar roles though on that team. Okay, true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Michael Porter is a little bit of a better shooter, but in terms yeah. of like play style, they're very similar. Like if Aaron Gordon suddenly developed a jump shot, he's ba- he's basically at that same area. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, that's so, it, you're right. I just don't, I just don't know. Like, and they filled in for each other's roles before. So that's my thing is like, you're going to pay 200 million to a guy who is your third and maybe on a, maybe on a given night could be your fourth guy. So I don't know. And it's not like you're the, it's not like you're the Lakers or the, you know, the Knicks and these teams, these big market teams that have money, uh, you know, the burn. Uh, I just don't really understand it. Like I that I think that's the biggest thing. Like I think we can all agree is like it doesn't make sense and they're going to regret this. <laughs> I feel I like they're think, they're very much going to regret this. Yeah, I I just I'm just not very I'm not very sold on the on on, on him being a two hundred million dollar player because now because now you have Jokic who obviously got paid. You have Murray who got paid, Porter who got paid, but if you look at this team the way it's presently constructed, with uh, you know Compazzo, you got Bol Bol, you got uh, Will Barton. Do you think this is a team that's going to be a big time threat to the Lakers of the world, to the Clippers of the well? Clippers will probably beat because you know Clippers stink. Yeah, stink it up. Oh, the, the Warriors of the world. Even the Warriors, like I mean, if if Clay ever gets back, I, yeah, I'm, true. If Clay ever gets back, yeah. or I mean, yeah, because Curry would have to play like April Curry. <laughs> in order to keep them in because that's exactly what happened but um no, i don't see i, mean, you're, I don't you're see them totally... as presently constructed being that big of a threat to no, a lot I of the big boys on big boys in the west and grant the west has gotten more top heavy and less strong as a whole in the right. last, i think in the last year two years but yeah i'd agree still i just don't think that a core of michael porter jr Jokic, and jamal murray uh, really is that big of a threat to yeah, make if noise in the if, West or in the finals. If that's your big three compared to LeBron, 80, and Westbrook, <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's I, happening. It's just, yeah. 
But, well, I mean, speaking of uh, way too overhyped players, I would like to transition into, I am so sick of seeing Lonzo Ball preseason hype year after year after year. And it all stems from when he came into the league and people figured out he couldn't shoot. He doesn't, he didn't have a good shot, like shooting form. He couldn't hit shots in the NBA like he did in college. And like now every, every year, I feel like I see constant tweets, Instagram posts, whatever it may be of like, Oh, Lonzo ball shot looking on. I'm like, Lonzo ball is still going to be a mid to low tier player going into the season. He is not going to change in my mind. He's not going to change overnight. And suddenly he's putting up like 20 plus points a game consistently. Exactly. I mean, every single year. And I'll tell you, there was a the last year during the NBA, uh, the Christmas games when the heat played him in, uh, for the Christmas game, there was uh-huh. a prop. There was a prop of who hits more threes of the game, Duncan Robinson or Lonzo Ball. Easiest oh money I've ever made. <laughs> like, oh, my. Like, every single year, it's like, well, Lonzo is back, and he's going to be able to be a shooter. I'm like, no, he's not. He That's not his game in the NBA. He hasn't survived this long in the NBA because he is a prolific scorer. He's a decent, like, he's a decent, like, pseudo floor general, I suppose, but yeah. he's not offensive threat <laughs> right yeah do you want to do you want to know his uh career points per game oh sure you know what i want i want you to take a guess real quick please give me a guess career okay his career points per game yes yeah, his say... total career oh his total career points no no no, no. Um... sorry 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 career points per game you were right but yeah oh. i want i want the career like so two seasons on lakers two seasons on the pelicans so far uh i'll go probably like 15 and a half something like that 11.7 jeez i gave him too much credit he, the, i mean i did too i was I, in my mind i was where you were at and i went let me go look this up his first season in the nba 10.2 then he hit his sophomore oh. slump 9.9 then he had his two best seasons so far it was 11.8 in his first year with the pelicans and 14.6 last season and now he's on a bulls team where he is maybe the third guy probably the maybe the third guy behind Levine and DeRozan and I'm still not confident that that team's going to do anything above an eight seed in the in the east but I agree oh and Kobe White I mean they have Kobe White who I I would trust who I would trust way more than Lonzo Ball I mean, heck, I would even trust, like, Alex Caruso before I trust Lonzo Ball. Well, oh, here's the thing with Lonzo Ball. Every year we get, like, the preseason hype of, like, oh, my God, he's back. He's back. You know, he, he's just a great player. Yeah. You know, all right, I'm going to give you a player who everyone seems to think is this overhyped, you know, not that great player. Tyler Hero, everyone's favorite punching bag in the league. You know, overhyped, <laughs> garbage player, one-hit wonder. You want to know yeah. how many points per game in his career that Mr. Tyler Hero's averaged? 16.6. No, 14.3. So it's still three points higher than Lonzo Ball with a better with a better three-point percentage and all. Like, come on. How many seasons has Tyler Hero been in though now? Like two? Two or three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he's still still about the same sample size. So Yeah. So yeah, like that, I just it's true. It's Tyler Hero's overrated, but Lonzo Ball, the guys this year. I'm telling you, Lonzo Ball. I am so I'm so proud of you as it coming from a diehard Heat fan to hear you say that Tyler Hero is overhyped. <laughs> He is overhyped. I mean, like, I, I okay. I was one of the people when they were drafting. Like, I don't really know about this, but you know, he did. You know, he did his thing. He did, had a good. He had a good playoff run in the bubble last yep. year. A little bit of a sophomore slump. 
but he's not a bum. <laughs> it's like 14 no, it's true. Game well, as that man. young of a player being a guy who primarily who you know primarily is just a is a is a pure like shooting guard. Yeah, nothing to you know be like oh this guy's garbage. Like 14 points in the in the NBA being uh not not that physical of a player. Like shit, I'll take that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> You know, not to, I mean, now that we're kind of going on to the Tyler Hero topic, something I was just thinking about is because the bubble was his first season, right? Was that his rookie season? I believe so. Yeah, 2020, okay. 2021. So he. Or 2019, played, 2020, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. His rookie so season was the bubble. Yeah. So experiencing your very first season as the weird season, and then you have to come back to a somewhat normal season but you also remember they made it to the finals and got no time off and they had to go right into his second season like that's a, a lot for a young guy of, the game six of the nba finals so it wasn't exactly like this was a, it wasn't like this was a yeah yeah four you know four clean sweep four yeah you know we're, we're getting out of there a little bit early we still kind of get that rest no this was a longer series so yeah yeah, that's that's just that's my uh, that's my that's my Tyler Hero rant as to like oh if he's if he's overrated and you know not worth a damn in the NBA what the hell is Lonzo Ball? No, I completely agree. I'm so sick of seeing Lonzo Ball hype. Like, bro, he's not good. We I understand that he got a lot of social media recognition and media recognition because yes, he was a good player at UCLA. Yes, he was he was highly rated coming into the league. And then, yes, because his dad is a loudmouth idiot, he he upped his stock even more because they were they became entertaining. But he's not a great player, and we've got to stop. <laughs> I'm so exactly. I'm so exactly. But anyway, we can move on now to Varsity's favorite player to talk about of all time. Ben Simmons drama is still hot. He is apparently refusing to play. I mean, we mentioned this last time. He's refusing to play another minute for the Sixers. But now there is more. And I'm going to let Varsity kind of take the lead on this one. Okay, this has got to be one of the weirdest, like, pseudo holdout type situations. So he, after the, you know, the, you know after that, whatever the hell that playoff series was for him. <laughs> uh, you know, it, the, the the team was not super committed to him. They were like, oh, I, Doc Rivers was saying, oh, I don't know if we're going to see him back next year. And then we get to the offseason where, you know, Maury is sending these obscene trade offers to teams. Like, oh, we want your, we want th- your, we want three first round picks. A uh, pseudo all-star and your firstborn for Ben Simmons. That seems like a reasonable price, right? The same Daryl Morey who wouldn't trade him for James Harden. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we get to the point where Ben Simmons, re- you know, I'll, I'll give him this. He was reasonably upset that they were trading, that they were, that they were publicly putting him into multiple trade circles. So now he's like, well, you know what? I don't want to come back to training camp. You know, trade me, trade me, Philadelphia. You know, it's not my problem that you can't trade me because, you know, you can't find the right value for the team. I want out. This report from Ramona Shelburne, uh, allegedly, Ben Simmons is willing to set out an entire season forfeiting $33 million in salary if he's not traded. That is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I... even James Harden, who wanted out of the hapless Rockets, showed up eventually. Grant yep. out of shape so that they would, you know, be forced to move him. But still. Yeah, Thirty-three I mean... <laughs> million. He he's willing to forfeit, and now he's sitting there complaining that oh, they, they you know you need to trade, can't trade me. 
buddy, they're having a hard time trading you because your trade value is terrible. Yeah. And all this, like being like acting like a diva is not helping. Like, no, I know I put it in our chat when you, when you share this tweet, but I was just like, oh yeah, I'll show them. I'll just won't play. And they don't have to pay me. Suck it, Philly. Like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? I won't, I won't play. I won't get paid and I won't play. And the team will probably be better for it. That'll show them. Yeah. And then my trade stock will just continue to plummet. That'll that'll really show them who's boss. Like, and then the other fun story out of this was this was from um, Complex Sports that, uh, you know, Embiid's apparently getting frustrated with this now, too. And apparently Joel Embiid said the Sixers got rid of Jimmy Butler because Ben Simmons thought it, thought bringing in Butler was a mistake. I'm sorry. Is that the same Jimmy Butler who, you know, willed the Miami Heat to a title in a COVID year and, you know, put up? To a ridiculous performance with an undermanned Heat team to force LeBron James's Lakers to six games. That Jimmy Butler, that guy was the problem in Philly. That let's dude. be real. Tyler Hero is the one that forced them into into that finals. Oh yeah, that final course, series. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> Tyler Hero. How could we forget Tyler Hero? Baby, goat, no, that's the stare, that... all that. <laughs> exactly, but okay, no, exactly to your point. How 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 anyone with any kind of basketball knowledge is gonna look at a player like Jimmy B and a player like Ben Simmons and go, you know what, Simmons, you're our guy. <laughs> what exactly? Butler has been. I don't want to say. I mean, he has been impactful. I'm not gonna say he's been, you know, Miami Jimmy on every team he's been on. But like, no. he was great on i mean he he shined on the bulls became a superstar in the bulls right went to the wolves and didn't really do much but you're also on the wolves right and then goes to philly and doesn't totally move the needle there but doesn't you know just completely just shit the bed altogether I mean, he's a big he's a big reason why they took that raptors team to seven games exactly 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 like every, exactly, every but we know Butler's gone into. He's improved the team's stock by enough. Like that, yes. That, even the Wolves, where it was, where it's still the Timberwolves, which I think just because the Knicks existed for so long, the Wolves get a pass on how dysfunctional they are. But Jimmy <laughs> Butler got them. Jimmy Butler helped get them to you know eight seed contention in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. But like, I, he's moved the needle enough and improved the teams he's been on by. At least, at least getting them into the playoffs. Like, yes. I, I, I just don't understand how you go. Like, oh yeah, this guy Jimmy Butler, he's he's the problem here in Philly. Like, come on. <laughs> I know he's not. I, mean, I know he's a guard. I know he's a wing who isn't particularly good at shooting, but he still can put on these ridiculous performances. Like, it seems like on yeah. a whim. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. And I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if part of the issue is Jimmy's blunt and uh maybe even somewhat rude attitude or at least people feel like is rude right like he i don't know like they talked about it on that heat team is like we hold each other accountable we call each other out and because everyone bought into that style and that system that's why it's worked so well in miami so far well that's but why I, he's I, a good heat he's a good heat fit because that yes. team is almost like they're, they're like the exception of maybe one or two of the lebron years but even then that team has always been about, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be more conditioned than the other team. We're going to, it's going to be a dogfight when you play us. 
Yeah. You know, you have to buy into the the whole heat culture thing, which like another buzzword that NBA fans hate, but I mean, it's, <laughs> you've seen it. It's, it, there's, no, totally. there's I mean, it's probably there of truth to it because they're turning, you know, second round and undrafted guys into, into these, into these superstars or, or yeah, at least stars. I'm sure it has a lot to do with probably the culture that Eric Spolstra, Spolstra has, uh, has built there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. We just we we had quite a few NBA rants today because <laughs> I'm just so sick of hearing about these overhyped, terrible players that are just somehow still doing what they do. Like Ben Simmons getting somehow getting Jimmy Butler out of Philly. Like, bro, how Philly, does that work? How does Philly, that work? Philly, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, like Jimmy Butler. Okay, you want to know? Here's the thing. Jimmy Butler is like in a is a shorter in a perfect world what Ben Simmons should be. Like Jimmy Butler isn't a great shooter. Like, like he, he, has his, he has his nights where he has his nights where he's hitting everything he's looking at, but he's not a pretty, particularly good shooter. He is a physical, no. in-your-face guy. Goes yep. to the paint, does the dirty work, and is a defender. Like yep. that's his role. I yeah, don't understand. I don't understand how you're how you got had the better version of that. I'm like, yeah, you know, Ben Simmons. They eventually get that jump shot down. Oh, but like, Ben Simmons was a number one overall pick. Don't forget yeah, that. I know. <laughs> oh, but we, we need to talk about how he could be sent to the Pacers, which would be just. Oh, yeah, we almost forgot. Yeah, so apparently the Pacers have emerged as a dark horse landing spot for Ben Simmons, and I just think that would be the cherry on top of the Ben Simmons cake. And also, like, Pacers, what do you guys do? Like, why do you want Ben Simmons? They're just a, I mean, they're, they're just a, they're a boat without a runner. They're just a direct It's true. Like, it, it is so true. Like, the Pacers need help in so many areas. But, I mean, hey, you've got Sabonis, who was a you know all-star reserve that ended up making it into the all-star game because of in, of uh, you know people sitting out and uh then you've got miles turner who is indie till he dies ride or die i mean shout out to miles turner for that he's uh you know everyone in indie loves him and he's he's sticking to it but like other than that i mean who do they have that's going to help them really move the needle and really you know go somewhere it's not ben simmons let me tell you that it is definitely not ben simmons he is not your shining light that is going to come in and lead this team to, I mean, a, uh, a play in tournament win at best, apparently, because that's what they're good for. They yeah, went, they I, made the play in tournament and got hosed twice, but yeah, oh, no, that's, twice. Not true. that's not, that's not fair. That's not fair. In the bubble, they went and they just got swept by the heat. That's not, that's not fair to them. They made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And you had super, you had Tyler and, hero who was a superstar in the bubble. So that's just unfair. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, but cool. anyway, I can't I can't spend another moment of energy on Ben Simmons. Let's move on to uh baseball. We'll make it quick because Varsity literally has no horse in this race. Talking <laughs> about the lug nuts? Yes, talking about the Lansing lug nuts. They are uh their season is over. <laughs> Minor league uh, season is over, unfortunately. Yeah. But very sad. Um <laughs> Josh Day, the Lansing Lug Nuts. Uh, but uh, baseball postseason is really heating up. I mean, just to give a tiny little shout out, Cardinals, uh, last time I think we spoke, they had not quite hit this, but they went on a 15-game win streak, unfortunately broken up by the Brewers, I believe. Yeah, because they, they won that first game against the series when they had the Brewers, when they're playing the Brewers. Um, and then that next game against them, they, they snapped that win streak. But they... Uh, they put together the third longest win streak in the last 60 years. Uh, the only other ones were the 
2002 A's, which was that win streak featured in Moneyball. That was the Moneyball year. And then the uh, 2017 uh, future Cleveland Guardians was, uh, yeah, that was that was that year where they put together, I think it was a 22-game win streak. So, uh, Guardians yeah. has to be my favorite stupid name and new stupid <laughs> great name in baseball. Like, that is, I know. That's phenomenal. Like, it is so hyper-local of a reference, but it is, it, it's not a good name. But it's, it's so really hyper-local that it works. It's so true. It's just it's just playing to the fan base even more. It's like, oh yeah, really represent the city. But yeah, I, I just love calling them the future Cleveland Guardians. I think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to the Cardinals because uh, as of like, I want to say it was as of like August, like the beginning of August or something like that, or or the end or the beginning of September, one of those. Um, they had like a two point three, or I saw one point eight. I saw a couple couple of percentages. They had like they had very low single digit percentage chance let's just say that to make it even into the wild card and now they have clinched a wild card spot so amazing postseason push by the cardinals which is kind of what they're known for to a degree um but right now the uh the ale is just a crazy tornado of excitement because what we have is we've got boston and yankees tied they are the two ale wild card teams currently they are tied at uh 91 and 70 and then right behind them is Seattle and Toronto, which Seattle has made an amazing, amazing postseason push as well to try to buy a wild card spot. Um, they are sitting at 90 and 71 each, and they all play different teams. None of them play each other today, which is the last day of the season. Supposedly, what we could get is we could see if any of these teams tie it up, then and it, we, we actually have a potential for a four way tie at this point. If, uh, but Boston and the Yankees would have to lose. I don't think that's going to happen because Boston's playing the Nats. Um, and then Seattle and Toronto both have to win to be able to keep their, uh, keep their season alive. But if we do see a tie from like Seattle and Toronto, let's say, or maybe even from, um, or I don't, yeah, I don't think if the Yankees, yeah, the Yankees and Boston, I don't think it would, it would come down to that. They would just have the tiebreaker. But if Seattle and Toronto end up both winning today, then we're going to have a game 163. They'll have to play another game in order to figure out who uh, moves on, I think. Or actually, no, sorry. Boston or Yankees would have to lose if that happens. So if everyone wins, it's over. But if uh, if the Yankees somehow lose to the Brewers, I believe is who they're playing, and Seattle and Toronto win, then there will be some kind of tiebreaker to figure out who uh, makes it into the wild card. So that'll be really fun. Um, and then the only other thing happening in the NL right now is that the Dodgers could potentially, so the the Giants would have to lose, Dodgers would have to uh, win in order for the uh, in order for there to be a game 163 in the National League because uh, the Giants are 106 and 55, Dodgers are 105 and 56. So yeah, postseason baseball is heating up quite a bit right now. I'm really excited to see what happens today. It's probably one of the most exciting postseasons in a long time with so many potential ties, so many potential, um, yeah, game 163s basically. So don't see it a whole lot, and I am super here for it. And yeah, Varsity has zero opinions on this, so we're going to just move on. Well, all right, just one last thing we wanted to talk about before we end is uh, Eminem opened up a new restaurant in Detroit, and it may be the most Eminem uh, 
the most Eminem thing to, to do because first off, it is called Mom Spaghetti, which great, you know, great reference, obviously reference to Eminem's uh, all-time hit song. And uh, I looked up, he, I, I wanted to see what did they actually serve at Mom Spaghetti? Is this just a reference to the song? Is you know, do they serve other things? No, no, no. There is a total of five things on the menu, Varsity. It Ooh, is uh, it is mom's spaghetti with uh oh, and I should also point out the fact that all the E's in um or meatballs are backwards. Um, beautiful, beautiful. But, but it is mom's spaghetti for nine dollars. You can get it with meatballs for twelve. You can get it with rabbit balls, which is a the vegan option, which uh doesn't sound like the vegan option, but apparently it is. It's for um, the B, it's because in Lose Yourself he was B Rabbit. Well, no, I know why, but <laughs> but uh, it's funny because it's called rabbit balls, which to me makes me think it's rabbit meat, but I think it's supposed to be a reference to vegetables, right? So rabbit anyway, but that's... vegetables. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it just it's a little misleading. But uh, so that is fourteen dollars, or you can get the Skeddy sandwich for eleven dollars. I don't know. There's zero pictures of what that is, and it kind of scares me. And then I, you, you know, I, you know, I, I bet you it's probably like like one of those meatball parm or meatball meatball stuff, but with actual oh. spaghetti, which I've seen, I've seen those okay. before. Okay, you know, they have like a, a meatball parm with a little bit of spaghetti in there, and they're pretty good. Okay, messy right. as hell, but pretty good. Yes, hundred percent. Okay, now I'm not as scared of it now that you've like you've put that in perspective because uh, I was definitely imagining just like a straight up spaghetti sandwich. It's just messy and awful and weird looking. Um, but that actually sounds amazing. And then you may add on a pop or water, which I love that it's referred to pop since it's in Michigan. Yep. Um, and you have Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, or Mountain Dew as your choices. <laughs> but this is just the most like M&M minimalistic restaurant I've ever seen. And it's so fantastic. And then on top of that, it's like a block from Comerica Park. <laughs> like, it's you, just... It's, it's just the right heart. around the corner. It's in the heart of it's in the heart of Detroit. That is beautiful. Yes. So I've already and after I looked this up, which I, I, I just looked at this up literally right before we started recording. I made sure to text my wife since uh her family's like forty five minutes north of Detroit. I said, I know what I want to do next time we go to visit your parents. I need to go get a Detroit hat from the D Town store, which is attached to Comerica Park. Yeah. And I want to go to, to Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Well, see, the beauty of it, the beauty of most of Detroit teams absolutely being garbage is that you can find cheap tickets for, like, when the Pistons play, you can find dirt cheap tickets. So there you go. You get make it an evening. You, know, you can go out and get, get some mom's spaghetti, and you pay your 18 to $20 for your Pistons tickets. You go in and you watch them get slaughtered by some other team. It's exactly. a real, real night on the town. Really make an evening out of it. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, honestly, I can go spend... I can go spend $14 on a quality meal and pop, uh, a little quality sandwich and pop, and then, yeah, go see my uh, mediocre team. That would be, that would just, just top it off. Really chef's kiss, chef's kiss to that evening. If you time it right, you can get yourself some cheap Detroit Lions tickets because those are even, (laughs) those are even super cheap for, compared to the rest of the NFL. So you can really, if if you time it just right, you could time it where you get your little pistons at late night, you get your, the lions during the afternoon and you get your mom's spaghetti in between. Beautiful. Oh, oh, good. And I can just freeze my little nardies off since it'll be Detroit in like November when that'll probably line up. 
Oh, no problem there. They're all indoor stadiums. They're not that far away from each other. <laughs> yeah, true. You can walk <laughs> between the two. That's very true. If you're, if you're cold enough. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna call it here. Um, but again, hey, varsity. Thanks again for filling in for Neil. Uh, he's the worst. He's a commie. We all know it and love it. But uh, and yeah. he's dangerously close to being right about the Raiders, and I don't like it. <laughs> I can't. We can't have that kind of apology show in December. I need them to start. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it since I wasn't here for that show, and I love the fact that we may have to go on a Neil apology tour. Yeah, but then don't worry. You balance it out by saying the the Jaguars will win. We don't have to. No, 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 no. We don't we'll, have to talk we'll, about. It. Let's we'll let's see. really focus we'll on the fact that he was right about the Raiders. <laughs> we don't have to focus on that. I would Who like to point out though that I. Good. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> some idiot somewhere and uh <laughs> i also would like to just uh quick shout out to brent as well because uh he already messaged me and was like i might as well door dash you now <laughs> since apparently the giants had uh one of the easiest for like first three week schedules and are now zero and three and apparently oh, have, one of, have probably one of the toughest schedules the rest of the season oh, the, so they're so they're so bad and they're gonna get massacred every game and then, yep. oh, just as a final point because you brought the giants Joe Judge saying that uh, Microsoft Excel doesn't win games after refusing to go for it on like fourth and three in plus territory against the Atlanta Falcons of all teams in a game that had under 30, or excuse me, had 31 points exactly. Like, oh my God. (laughs) They are a fire fire unlike anything else. And if the Jets didn't exist, they'd be the worst. <laughs> yeah, somehow they're worse than their uh fellow New York team, the Jets. Somehow. It is insane. But uh anyway, on that note, we will uh be sure to pay up on all our debts, whether it's an apology tour or a uh or a meal. And uh hey varsity, thanks again. Neil, you're the worst. Um <laughs> be sure to go follow all the uh two tight end socials. We're on pretty much everything at two that's the number two tight ends we will uh put our uh we'll put neil's socials in the description along with varsity social um and you know what varsity i think if there's anything we've learned today it's uh quit with the nba overhyped players just see them for what they are call them out quit overpaying them it's 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 just time it's time that we make a change hashtag (laughs) hashtag be the change (laughs) thought you were gonna go hashtag yes we can <laughs> so hashtag yes you can hashtag me too i might as well just hit all of them <laughs> all right anyway we'll see you guys next week drop it
Petit. 